Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. You know, brick and mortar services and businesses that relied heavily on daily on the ground engagement with its customers, we've seen all of them heavily hit by COVID-19. A lot of them found it hard to transition into an online business, perhaps because they're not used to the idea and are still trying to get used to the idea. Well, our next guest managed to help their client, Pain Corrective Clinic, do this the right way. In fact, at the time, it was unheard of for any health or fitness business to fully shift their business online. And the clients were worried that their customers might not be open to the concept of online coaching. Well, our guests managed to help frame the business owner's mindset and share tips on how traditional businesses can go full digital with the right marketing strategies in place. Let's find out how he managed to do it. On the line with us is Gabriel Wong, the founder of Ascend Marketing. Gabriel, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I think a lot of people have you to thank, especially with the rise of online coaching, both for the coaches and for consumers. Tell us a little bit more about Ascent Marketing. So Ascent Marketing, basically we help service businesses and service professionals. Uh, we basically streamline the entire sales process and marketing process, you know, all the way from lead generation to automated photo op systems and even sometimes the purchase process, helping them to reduce their dropout rate, manpower, human errors in follow-up so that we can help them to basically reduce costs and increase profits. And uh, I think ultimately what we also help them to do is to relook into their offers, right? Like helping them focus more on their customers rather than what they want to sell. And people like it when it's more customer-centric, right? Experience-centric in that sense. Gable, I'm curious to get your thoughts on marketing strategies and how these have evolved over the years. Uh, perhaps for you, what are some of the bigger observations that you've seen? So I personally think that when it comes to online, actually everything has been the same traditionally, just that now everything's online. Mm. And there's always two approach to marketing. You can either do organic marketing or you can do paid advertising. So it's either one of these two, right? But I personally think that organic is basically creating content, posting consistently on social media platform. And this actually takes time to build a relationship with your audience. I recommend most businesses to start with paid advertising first, because especially with places like social media advertising, you get results a lot faster. And it's relatively still very cheap right now to reach the most amount of people using paid advertising. When you say paid advertising, you mean like to boost the post? I mean, you obviously create a campaign and then you boost the post on something like Instagram, for example. Correct. So Facebook, Instagram and all that. And instead of just creating a post and boosting it, what we do recommend right now is to create what we call educational advertisement. Right. Right. So let me just briefly elaborate that a bit. So most people, they create advertisement that promotes their product and services. Right. So I'll give you an example, okay? Mm-hmm. If let's say you run a facial, okay? Or, or maybe you run okay. a chiropractic practice, right? Okay. Generally, the advertisement will look something like just a $30 trial for chiropractor, right? Or chiropractic first trial. Mm. And this is assuming that the audience know that they already want to do chiropractic or they already want to go for facial. Ah, so okay? it's a targeted then, audience. Yes. This is the highest awareness of target audience where they already know what they want. Okay. okay. But the problem with this is that it's very competitive because every business wants this market. Okay. And the other issue is that it is also a much smaller market compared to the other markets. So the other market is what I call the lowest awareness, people who don't even know they have a problem. So for example, someone who has a back pain and they don't even know what causes their back pain. And so they haven't decided on the solution. They haven't decided they're going to go for chiropractor or they're going to go for physiotherapy. And so you create an advertisement okay, in an educational way to educate your customers about their problem 
and then provide a solution. So this is a way bigger market and it's less competitive here. Mm. So what you're saying is if your product is a solution, don't sell the solution. Sell how you discover you have a problem before you can get to the solution. It's a lot easier for people to relate to. Exactly. What would your thoughts be with regard to the impact of COVID-19 on a brand's marketing campaign? Because COVID-19 has seen the rise of some like 50 million plus content creators. It's just there everywhere. (laughs) How do you get through the noise? Yeah. So I think what you said earlier, right? Being customer-centric is super important. I think a lot of business owners are still stuck in the mindset of being product-centric. And you can tell every time someone comes to me and they ask me, Gabriel, how can I sell more of my product? Right? Just that sentence alone... Just a question alone, I can tell this person is still focusing on what he wants to sell. Mm-hmm. So the focus should be on what a customer wants, right? What are the problems that the customers are facing? And so I know it's very cliche, but there's this saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So being in a social media world where it's very noisy, there's a lot of people making noises, the one that cuts through all that noise is the business that actually cares for their customers. And these things take time. And how do customers know that you care for them is when you truly care about their needs. You're not going to be able to create a good marketing message if you don't care about your customers, you don't care about their struggles, if you don't care about their problems, you don't even know what they want, you don't even know their desires. And if you know all this stuff, you'll be able to create a marketing message that can cut through all the noise. Mm, It's interesting, right? Creating the right marketing message also comes with somehow convincing that you actually care. I'm curious to get your thoughts about the state of digitalizing where businesses are concerned. I mean, I'm sure this question has been asked over and over again. Is it possible to get a bit of a report card right now and take a look back at businesses who have attempted this? Have they figured it out the right way? I don't think so. I think most of the ads that I'm seeing online right now are still a lot about their product rather than about their customers. Mm. So, you know, earlier, like what I said, like a lot of the ads are just very targeted to just higher awareness, like free trial, free offers, free samples. You know, it's still a lot about the product rather than the customers. Are we too so I, I short- think that's some, that's something that has to be changed. Are we too short-term thinking in that I, I just need to make money, I just need to survive COVID, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I, I think a lot of that comes to the short-term thinking that if I spend $10 on advertising, I need to get back like $50 upfront. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think that is the mindset that's stopping a lot of business owners from going online. Now, although that's not impossible, you have to be a marketing expert to get that. Okay. I feel that a lot of businesses need to think more long-term. Like if I spend $10 on advertising and I get back just $20, that's not bad, right? I mean, it's not a big amount of money. You know, you just manage to up your marketing budget. But the main thing you're getting is that you're getting the context of these customers. You now have the ability, right, to follow up with these customers through other forms of nurturing process, such as email marketing, SMS marketing, to build a long-term relationship with them. I'm glad you bring that up because I'm wondering as well, perhaps there isn't enough appreciation for data amongst Singapore businesses. They launch a campaign, they go digital and then, okay, let's all clap hands. I digitalized. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think there's so many business owners that ask them. They have been running campaigns for so long. Some of them spend five figures a month, six figures a month on Mm. advertising budget. Mm. And then, you know, they, they collect a whole list of like email database. They have like five, six figures of email database. And ask them, do you send emails to them? Like, do you follow up these people? Do you actually even send any content that benefits them? And they say no. Once they receive the, the contact, you know, whether they buy, if they buy, that's it, right? If they don't buy, that's it. Right? There's no follow-up. There's no relationship building at all. 
Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of business owners are missing out. That's a huge untapped goldmine right now. Yeah. You would think that as Asians, we would be even better at building relationships. I like to say building the guanxi, right? Uh, could you tell us exactly. about your client, Pain Corrective Clinic? This sounds very interesting. What did you do for them? I basically did what I mentioned earlier, which is educational sure. ad, which is for them, which is helping them to create a marketing message that focuses on educating the customers about what's causing the chronic pain in their body. Mm-hmm. And then recommending the solution. How tough okay. was it to get them to frame the right mindset that you've just mentioned? I think initially it was tough because the marketing message wasn't that hard, but it was the part of getting them online, fully online. Transitioning from was tough because right now they do not meet the clients face to face. Okay. Okay. At all, right? Which is something that is you know quite rare. Right, but like especially when it comes to pain corrective, right? You yeah. have to kind of like because how they do it in the past is they meet the clients face to face. You know, they have to adjust their movement. They have to give them some, you know, physical exercise in order to correct certain parts of their posture. And they never thought that this could be done online through a Zoom call. Right. And I think the hardest part about for me to help them is to change the mindset that that could be done on a Zoom call. Right. And again, it's about focusing on what a customer wants. Right. The customer is not paying you because they want to meet you face to face. The customer is paying you because they want results. And so the better question we can ask ourselves is, can I still achieve the same result for my customers without meeting them face to face? And so that was what began the conversation. And they realized that, yeah, they could actually strip down a lot of things that is not needed and just focus on, okay, can I maybe help my customers through Zoom, point out some personalized, you know, workout that they can do themselves. Of course, you know, they send them foam rollers, they send them the equipment to their house and then kind of like do it together with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, they realized that, you know, they don't need to meet the customers face to face. Many of the customers were able to feel immediate pain relief in one session, in two sessions through a Zoom call. So I think a lot of times it's, it's really a mindset that can I do this? Can I help my customer achieve that result even without meeting them? You think because that's what the customers want. Yeah. Some of these companies, even with this case study that we're just talking about, do you think there might be that hesitancy or worry because it does involve a sense of empowering the customer? Definitely. But I think that's the way to go, right? Because customers are not stupid. I think a lot of people are still, they're still trying to make money from a knowledge gap. They are hoping that their customers do not know certain things so that they could charge the customers more or the customers will keep paying them, right? Instead of going to the competitors. But we live in an information age. Like, knowledge gap is going to close up. You know, people can search online for all kinds of solutions, all kinds of information. I think that the way to go right now is empower your customers. And you see, when you empower customers, you actually build relationships with them. You build trust with them. They will trust you more because they realize that you are not trying to hold them hostage, mm. right? You're <laughs> and, not just after me for my push. money. <laughs> exactly. You care for them. You want to empower them, right? And the funny thing is that I do consulting. I do coaching yeah. for business owners. And I always tell them this. I always say that my objective in this one year, let's say they pay me for a one-year consulting, is to make sure that you can run everything by yourself so that you do not need me anymore, right? And guess what? The funny thing is that the more I say this, the more they want to pay me for the second year, the third year, the fourth year. And they don't want to leave, right? Because they know that I care for them. Gabriel, giving away a secret. Maybe they sh- I hope they're not listening. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> maybe, but, maybe. <laughs> but I like this philosophy and the way that you approach marketing. I mean, from this, how do you see the marketing sphere changing in the near future? Again, back to customers, because in the past, right, we can do shallow marketing, and people will still buy from us, mm. right? Because again, because of knowledge gap, because I'm the only one who has this product or I'm the only one in Singapore with these services. But today we compete, not just locally, we compete worldwide. Yeah. But I'm just give you an example. You know, I recently was convinced by a friend of mine for my mental health because, you know, I run business and I have a lot of stress to go for therapy, for example. Sure. Right. And 
therapists in Singapore is no longer competing with just local competition. I literally have like teleconsultation where I can find a therapist all the way from Florida. Like like my therapist that I'm speaking to on a weekly basis is from Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he himself was surprised that now he's because of COVID nineteen, because of the pandemic, now he has this opportunity to help customers worldwide. Right. So in the past, customers will buy from you because there's no one else to buy from. But today, they have an abundance of choice. Mm. And so the mindset of, you know, I have to not empower my customers. I am the only one that can provide this service to them or this product to them. Their mindset is over. Mm. Right. Now is the mindset of empowering them. Now is the mindset of building long-term relationship with them and making sure that they know that you care for them. Yeah. The world's getting smaller. Start treating your customers like your neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> I've been speaking yeah. with uh, Gabriel Wong, founder of Ascend Marketing. Gabriel, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.